Part D. Louise's Bell was an aspiring police officer all through school and had recently made sergeant at her local police department in Ottawa, Canada. She was hesitant at first, knowing the responsibility it came with and the hard decisions she would face in the upcoming years. Still, she swore in and proceeded with the official paperwork over the weekend. Her first week went smoothly. The usual intoxicated drivers and parole violations were almost boring at one point. It wasn't until a cold day in November, one that changed her forever and ignited a fury she wouldn't let go. She was woken up from a deep sleep a little past 3 a.m. It was the chief. He needed her down one of the main roads. She hung up and flew out of bed. As she pulled her patrol car off to the side of the road, she couldn't help but notice the wails of a woman slowly gaining volume as her car finally came to a stop. You did nothing. Again, she screamed, clasping the center of her chest, not letting any of the officers near her. She dropped to the ground. Louise ran over and put a hand on her shoulder. Don't touch me, she cried. It wasn't me who needed help. It was her. She pointed to the black body bag that was about to be loaded into the ambulance. Louise noticed the size of it and her heart dropped to her stomach. When she finally got back to the station, she went with the chief of the police to the autopsy and it was almost too much for her to handle. Fingernails were missing on both hands. The girl couldn't have been over the age of 16. The, attack the attacker punctured her lung with an unidentified object and left her there. The coroner said it took her at least four and a half hours to die. Louise could not sleep that night, knowing the temperatures were in the 20s. She also kept wondering what her mother meant by did they did nothing again. Louise went to the mother's house for questioning. Although not an easy task, she understood why the mother had so much resentment towards the police officers. Her older sister went missing for months when the mother was a young girl. Her sister ended up being found the next year after snow had melted. She was assaulted and murdered. Now she must see her daughter go through the same. Louise felt sick after she left her house. She showed up for work the next day and asked to see the file of the mother's older sister. The chief said it's in storage, somewhere with the others. Others, he thought. Louise made it a mission to find those files. She checked every corridor until she found it. Horrified at what she saw, two giant trash bags filled with cold cases dating back to 1982. Tears filled her eyes. What could she do? Take on every case plus the one sprawled out on her desk? It was impossible. She needed more eyes, more ears, more people who cared. There were never enough money, never enough manpower to find the people responsible. Louise couldn't sit back and let the paperwork collect dust, so she waited till after the employees from the storage left for the day. She drove her car around the block and waited for everyone to leave. The spare key she borrowed from the main office patiently sat in her cup holder. The file cabinet was heavier than she thought. She pushed it all the way to the corner of the, of the building where she could shield it from cameras. She wrote a message on a piece of paper and taped it to the front of the cabinet. No one knew she spoke French. She thought it would make it a little harder for them to find out who it was. Fun autochon cold cases, parquet, qu'on fait rain, it read. Indigenous women cold cases because we do nothing, is the phrase translated. Little did Louise know it would be the spark that started a forest fire. Images of the stunt were posted on all forms of social media. There was an uprising from across North America. The amount of communities coming together was remarkable. The police department was audited and went under investigation for cases that lacked investigation and proper records. She explained to the mother that the process for her daughter's justice was coming to an end and her sister's case would be re reopened in due time. The chief was demoted because of his ongoing neglect, and the office eventually discovered it was Louise who was responsible and demoted was demoted to her former position. And she would do it again, Louise often thought and told herself.